Welcome to Schools In, a new podcast exploring public education in Indiana. I'm your host, Jen Richler. In our first series of episodes, we're asking staff and parents at different Monroe County public schools, what makes your school great? Each episode spotlights a different school in the district. Now, let's get to the show. For today's episode of Schools In, it's my great pleasure to introduce two special guests from Marlin Elementary School. Uh, Let's have you actually introduce yourselves and tell our listeners just a little bit about who you are and what your connection is to Marlin. Thank you for hosting us. Uh, We're excited to be here. Uh, My name is Aaron Ritter. I'm principal at Marlin, and this is my first year here. I've been here since about the middle of July and loving it. Very cool. Yes, thank you so much for having us. Um, I'm Sarah Katie. I am a proud Marlin parent and this year's current uh, PTO president. I have two um, children at Marlin, Nathan in fourth grade and Gwen in uh, first grade. Great. And yeah, so Aaron, you're pretty new as we're recording, right? This is, uh, you're in what, like your second or third month? Um, correct. Report cards are going home today. Um, so to, uh, we just wound out the first quarter and um, so made it through about three months here and it's been a very welcoming place um teachers students families uh, it's been really fun to get to know people and be part of it well congratulations on getting through your first grading period <laughs> thank you <laughs> all right so um i'll start this start off with sarah for this question um what is something that you think makes marlin special or that sets it apart in some way oh Goodness, I love this question. I love Marlin so much. It is such a uh, community-focused school. Uh, I like to say we're small but mighty. Um, you know, with a school population of just around 200 students, uh, it's what's really special is that we all know each other. The families know each other. Um, our children and fellow students are really there for one another. Um, we have, you know, folks that have been with Marlin for years. In fact. Uh, Mrs. Linus, our administrative assistant, um, she was a Marlin student and now is a Marlin employee. Uh, we have, you know, f- people in the community that speak highly of Marlin. I just, I just love, love the community so much. Um, that's what, to me, what makes it so special. And how about you, Aaron? Oh, I agree. I've been here for a short time and loved it, and loving it, uh, but have known of Marlin for a long time. Um, and, uh, you know, you can see that it is community oriented and family focused and student driven and and um, so many partners. And then um, the Dragon Pride, like around the building, um, it's really fun to see the student work posted and and uh, the kids are able to see the representations of what they're doing and what they're learning. And then um, our grounds, you know, it's a it's a spot that we all take um, pride in and that um, I like whenever I come by, there are people using it. Um, you know, being part of it, of our campus, and there's lots of ways for the kids to do that and ways for the community. Wait, is your mascot the dragon? That is correct. Oh, yes. That is very cool. That uh, yeah, Marley. Marley. Marley the dragon? <laughs> Marley the dragon. I love it. I mean, it's a little more original than your typical school mascot. I So is there a lot of, like, dragon imagery around the school <laughs> we have a really cool dragon mural on the back of our office wall um it's it's part of the representation there and then um the, it's on our spirit wear and website and our pbis posters and the, the, marley's got a pencil marley's pretty cool 
Marley definitely is a uh, celebrity um, around school. Uh, Marley comes to each special event we have. Um, just, uh, I think we even had a parade. Well, I know that we had a, a teacher parade during uh, the end of last year's school year for the, you know, with, with the pandemic. And Marley made a special appearance there too. Definitely our cheerleader. <laughs> I'm sure Marley is very popular. Yes. Well, that's already a kind of fun fact about the school, something that I would not have guessed. Um, can, uh, I guess, Aaron, you tell us maybe something else that people probably wouldn't know about Marlin? I just, I recently learned that it's the school received its name because um, there was a family farm here that belonged to the Marlin family, and um, the school got its name through that process. Um, and so, uh, as Sarah was saying, there are lots of people around who have went through Marlin themselves, or their kids did, or grandkids, and so I've been learning about that the playground is on the... Um, one side of the building now it used to be on the other. Um, there's a little concrete or blacktop area out on the te teacher parking lot side that used to be the basketball court. And I'd wondered what it was, and then I learned that was the playground. And so you know, just learning that over time where different things have been on the campus and um, you know how the building has expanded over time. Pretty cool stuff. And what about you, Sarah? Any fun facts to share? Oh, goodness. I, I was happy to hear about that. Um, just learned a new fun fact myself about the the Marlin family. Um, you know, I was thinking about that question too about uh, just the fun fact a way that our students have that hand on hands on experience through the project based learning, which has been really uh, a big initiative. I know the school has been pushing out this last academic year. Uh, so to me, as a parent, you know, I always the fun fact that I shared is just that the project based you know, hands-on experience. We have teachers working with, you know, IU biology. Um, we're building bird gardens, uh, really taking care of, um, you know, the grounds, planting native plants to, in the area. Um, yeah, it's, it's, to me, those are, you know, some other fun facts. A lot of schools around town have like some of the more impressive gardens I've seen in, in Bloomington. So I always enjoy seeing those. I don't, I don't get to Mar the Marlin side of town, the north side, uh, as often. Come on up. Um, Sarah, I'm going to throw this question to you as a parent. Uh, what do you think your kids like most or even love about the school? What kinds of things do you hear from them? Sure. Well, I would say um, they both would easily say lunch and recess. I mean, as, as a fourth in, right? Mm -hmm. But I think too, you know, I was chatting with um, with them at dinner last night, just, you know, what do you love so much about Marlin? And uh, both of them, of course, they talked about the specials and how much fun it was to, you know, kind of stretch their legs. And But um, my first grader, she immediately said, uh, the teachers, she just loves that they're so generous and caring, in which my heart just like exploded hearing her say that. Um, but also... Uh, well, I know that my son would say um, that he really loves that it is a small community, that he knows he knows everyone um, in the school, uh, or at least, you know, in his wing of the building and just a chance to familiar faces. I think he really um, appreciates that and really loves loves that, which is what I love, too, about about Marlin. Yeah, I think a small school can feel very cozy, um, which is something nice about smaller schools. Absolutely. Especially in elementary school for younger kids, just a place that they can feel really at home. Um, 
Now, I guess, Aaron, you're a new principal. Uh, so I know you're still like learning the ropes and, and, and even learning new things about the school, but I'm sure you also have ideas, plans, things you'd like to see happen. Um, anything that you can share with us in that vein of, of things that you're looking forward to this year or even longer term of um, things and maybe even programs that you'd like to see uh, happen? No, I agree with Sarah that uh, the, a really cool thing is that the kids do know each other and then the teachers know them and then we get to know the families and, and uh, you know, just a very community approach to it, um, which is really exciting. And then as far as a program goes, that uh, she was also right on with our project-based learning initiative. Um, so that's something that we're continuing to spend time with as a building. Um, we have the Cicada project that Sarah mentioned, partnership with IU. Um, our PTO partners with us on uh, different things outside. Uh, we have the Dragon Den, um, which is our outdoor um, shelter area. Uh, and so we, we do use those outdoor spaces quite a bit. Um, with our project-based learning, um, right now we're focusing on community connections. And so, um, for example, there with the Cicada project, we got to partner with IU. And, um, you know, there's some different things that are going on um, this semester with that. And then um, in November, we have a, a professional development day coming up. And part of our purpose that day will be looking at second semester project-based learning, um, kind of on a cohesive um, building approach. And uh, I know that uh, Sarah mentioned it today, and it's something that our families are really excited about. Um, I get asked about that uh, frequently, and I think it's really exciting that it's that it is community driven. What about you, Sarah? I know PTOs. I've been on the PTO before, and they're always working on something, fundraising for something, or just trying to develop something. I know some things you're probably not ready to release to the world, but anything that you can, might, there might be some top secret things, but anything you can talk about that um, you know, you're working toward this year. Very top secret. <laughs> Highly classified. <laughs> Highly classified information from our parent-teacher organization. You never no, know. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I do, I think I might bring that, add that to our agenda item next week on uh, what top what classified information can we share? Um, but from us, you know, from our PTO, really if just every year is identifying um, a project or an area in which we can use our efforts to help the school. So last year, of course, it was um, the Dragon Den where we would, um, you know, we worked with community members to help raise the roof, which was our campaign project for the Dragon Den. Um, and then Right now, we're actually just trying to identify and working with uh, Principal Ritter and his his team on um, identifying areas where we can help for this academic year. So I wish I had a uh, a project to <laughs> announce, um, but stay tuned uh, for that. Uh, but we're really looking to focus our efforts on just building this, you know, helping to uh, support the school. Great. Uh, anything else you guys want to add about Marlin before we before we go? I'll, I'll kick in a couple of things. Um, we're, there was a readathon last year, um, and we're getting ready to do another one. Um, and so um, I knew through uh, students who were here how much they enjoyed the readathon, and that was a major PTO thing, partnership with the school. And uh, so we're really excited to do that again. Um, I don't remember. It, was that even go back to 2020, Sarah, or was that just was that last year was the first year? 
Last year was our first year um, hosting a readathon, and I think uh, through the, our efforts and the schools um, and our students' efforts, we were able to raise a, around twelve thousand dollars with the readathon. And I hope I didn't uh, misquote that number. That's but. For a small school, especially, that's very impressive. I, I do. Th- my kids have loved doing readathons. I think there 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 are all kinds of incentives, not necessarily even big ones, but just like having it be a little healthy competition uh, gets them very excited about reading which is kind of the point and then you raise money for the school I love it's it's a real (laughs) win-win absolutely and we were able to use those um or the school was able to use those funds uh to you know build up the library collection um for some physical education equipment we now have a uh frisbee frisbee disc golf am I saying this right frolf um I think as the kids (laughs) say it's called now (laughs) I've never heard that but um, there's a frisbee golf um, field now. And what other projects, Aaron, that we have going on with the readathon? Um, you're, you hit the big one there with the the library. Again, that's a goal to use the readathon to continue to build our build and update our library. And then um, the the disc golf will likely tie in with our PBL. Um, you know, I'm sure that there'll be some kind of connection there um, that PBL? we can with the uh, project based learning uh, um, okay. where where we can. Um, you know, it, that may be a student-designed um, course map. You know, like if you've got your par five hole or whatever, and they can design the optimal way to get from one hole to the other. Um, you know, something like that. I mean, I'm just kind of tossing out an idea there, but there are m- many ways that 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 that, that um, disc golf could be um, incorporated into the project-based learning idea, and then that's a result of the readathon, um, which is really and there's a community connection, which is really cool. Very cool. Well. Thank you so much for uh, telling us a little bit about what makes Marlin special. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for having us. You've been listening to Schools In, a production of the Indiana Coalition for Public Education, Monroe County. The podcast is produced by me, Jen Richler, with help from Carrie Mixa and Jenny Robinson. Our music is by Matt Zink and Kevin Reynolds. Our artwork is by Rachel Verone. You can find and subscribe to Schools In anywhere you get podcasts. And if you like the show, please leave us a five-star review. Thanks for listening.